We continue to get ready for today's game between the Padres and the Atlanta Braves in Atlanta. Right now, we're joined by Chris Domino from the Braves Radio Network. Chris, appreciate you joining us as we get ready for this one in Atlanta. Uh, first, uh, before we get into this series, it's been a really fun series so far, but I wanted to zoom out a little bit as we uh, talk to somebody in, in Atlanta for the first time this season. Zoom out a little bit and kind of get the feeling of of what the expectations were in Atlanta entering this season with what the Braves did to win the division last year, exiting in the NLDS. What was the overall outlook on the Braves in Atlanta entering 2023? Uh, all good. I mean, you know, there's going to be a couple of new pieces, and we've seen a few of them in the rotation a little bit sooner than anybody would have wanted with Kyle Wright and Ian Anderson not available. But, yeah, no, this is a 101-win team, and there was no reason to think that they had taken a step back. As a matter of fact, a couple of the storylines were a fully healthy Ronald Acuna, a fully healthy Ozzie Albies, and a Matt Olson who might settle in after the year of following up Freddie Freeman. Whether that was weighing on him or not, to be a hometown guy coming in and replacing him, he's certainly gotten uh, out of the gate really well. I, last year was interesting. You don't normally ask guys more than once. And if you do, you're sort of just looking for a story from out of town. Hey, how does it feel to replace Freddie Freeman? That stuff was done. But to get settled in and do all the things that you have to do with your family and to know after a long-term contract you're going to be here, and it's not about that anymore. It's about being what type of baseball player you can be. A couple of us thought that you might see ancillary benefits from that, and they might actually turn out to be tangible things with some numbers, and, and so far so good in that department. I want to focus on one of the guys you mentioned there, Ronald Acuna Jr., off to a really good start this season, of course, last year, coming off the injury. I mean, just following this guy every day, Chris, what stands out about Acuna? He's different in the sense that this is a pretty quiet bunch. Now, look, everybody's got their celebrations. They did the slashes with Josh Donaldson. They did the let it rain and open up an umbrella in the dugout when he hit a home run. They had the panda head here for a couple of minutes as well. So it's not like they don't do things like that, but it's about as quietly done as any place I've seen in baseball. But Ronald's sort of the exception of that. Ozzie's, to me, the emotional leader of this team. I, when you watch him work with Ron Washington every day, and it's just hilarious, they're back and forth. And Ozzie being back and being in the clubhouse and being ready to play, I think is really vital. Ronald, because he's an MVP caliber talent, and he is, hitting leadoff, start a game, uh, maybe get six at-bats if the offense is going well. He's the guy who declared he's back this spring. And he wasn't saying that to anybody in particular, but he was saying it to everybody. And there aren't many guys in baseball that are willing to sort of say out loud what it is they think they're capable of. But he thinks he's capable of a 40-40 season. And he made a catch last night on Juan Soto. And, you know, i got to be honest with you, you know, at some point his head's going to fall off his shoulders when a guy like Soto signs for $400 million plus after all these $300 million-plus deals, because he's locked in, and it, it's not only $100 million, it's $100 million, but his contract is getting dwarfed by a lot of people. Uh, there's a kid, Corbin Carroll, out in Arizona, second-year guy, signed for $111 million. Uh, Ronald Acuna is locked up for $100 million. So uh, you certainly have an opportunity to get bang for your buck. He has a chance to play above his contract for the next few years. And you need as many of those guys as possible if you're really going to be a contender. 
certainly a very impressive player, Ronald Acuna Jr. Again, we're joined by Chris Domino from the Braves Radio Network as we get ready for today's game in Atlanta between the Padres and the Braves. A lot of uh, rain in Atlanta today, hoping to get this one in here tonight. Uh, Chris, taking a look at tonight's starting pitcher for Atlanta, Charlie Morton had a pretty good outing first time out, gave up nine hits, three earned runs, five and a third innings. What are you looking for from Charlie Morton here tonight, and how has he been as an Atlanta Brave? Well, look, he, he is, and I knew Charlie his first go-around here. People don't know. Charlie was here, and it didn't go well. So he sort of reinvented himself at an age when most pitchers don't reinvent themselves over in Houston. Uh, good guy. I thought there was a chance he might retire actually after the World Series in 21. I thought there was a chance he was going to retire after last year. But before the season was done, the Braves gave him a one-year $20 million deal. I don't know if they were bidding against themselves, and I don't usually care about how much money a guy makes as long as it doesn't stop me from making another deal. Uh, he's done work. He's got a postseason resume that's been as good as anybody in the last five, six, seven years in baseball. So having him on the staff is always going to be good. The expectation now is different. He's going to have nights where the curveball is filthy. He's going to have nights where he's going to hit somebody on the back foot, which he did a bunch of times last year. It's a five-inning sort of game for Charlie now. Uh, I think if his strikeouts are there on a given night, pitch count gets up, and he might not be able to go more than six, even if the line looks good. Mm-hmm. I think there are nights where he's going to you know, get a few too many guys on base, and he's going to have to dance through raindrops. And as an older guy, that gets a little bit tougher. He knows what he wants to do. I'm just not sure the ball will get there where he wants it to go. So he, he's important. Look, he's, if I had Charlie Morton's resume going to October as a, as a number four starter, I feel really good keep him healthy, let him contribute to winning the division, not having to be a wild-card team. You're going to get every dollar's worth out of him. I just like the fact that he's on the team. I just hope he has more good five- and six-inning starts than not because you don't want to tax your bullpen at the back of the rotation. Great insight there on Charlie Morton. One guy I want to focus on, Chris, as well, Austin Riley, off to a really good start, 357 average and 28 at-bats with a couple of home runs. I guess the the same kind of question I asked about Acuna, following Riley every day. I mean, what is he like, and, and how important has he been to this Atlanta team? It's funny. If 26 letters in the alphabet, A to Z, I'd need a few more letters when you talk about the personality difference between Ronald and and Austin, because Austin doesn't say much. He has quietly become a stud around here. Uh, He's a dad, loves being a dad, married his high school sweetheart. He's one of those guys. Mississippi grew up as a Braves fan. Uh, He he is, you know what it is? Like I have two daughters who are 19 and 17. If the 20-year-old version of Austin Riley showed up in my house to pick one of them up, I'd be really happy about it. (laughs) And he's grown, you know, when they didn't do the Josh Donaldson deal after he was here, here's what the consideration was. Do we pay Donaldson $25 million, a guy who had done something, had an MVP in his resume, or do we go at a major league minimum for a guy who's got light tower power? They chose Austin, and boy, has it worked out. I think when I saw the MVP voting a couple of years ago, he was robbed. When I saw the top 10 third baseman that MLB Network did last year before the year started and he wasn't around it, that was ridiculous. Uh, maybe because he's not flashy. Glove is better than people thought. But he is, he's a presence in your lineup. You know, whether you're going to hit him four, whether you're going to hit him five, mm. he gives you an opportunity for three runs pretty quickly. And, if, and the way he goes about his business, he's made himself a better defender. Uh, he, he is, you'd love to say you'd have five of them in the clubhouse. I'm just not sure there are, you know, five guys that you can gather up who would be his personality. He loves the game, doesn't want to talk about himself, 
He'll tell you about what the pitcher did on a night where he hit the three-run home run to help the team win. Uh, really decent guy who has grown into – he got his big contract, no doubt about it. And he knows the expectations get raised. But if you're going to do cornerstone-type things, if you're mm. going to play the – is there a chance we have somebody that might in someday be put into the same sentence with Chipper Jones, not necessarily because he's a Hall of Famer, but because he manned that position and nobody had to worry about it for 10 years, he certainly feels like that type of guy. Yeah, great insight there on Austin Riley. Chris, before I let you go, I just want to focus on this series. It's been a really fun series, a couple of one-run games. Padres win one, Braves win one. Both teams have some injuries right now. Padres don't have Fernando Tatis Jr. back yet. Uh, But just being in Atlanta the last couple of nights, I mean, your impressions of this series between two teams in the National League that are expected to do some pretty big things. Well, I wouldn't want to play this team in the old format 19 times in the the division, I'd love to play this team 13 times. I'm (laughs) I'm one of those guys who's disappointed that this season series ends in April. Now, it doesn't mean you're not going to see them in October, and I'm not wishing for that because I certainly know how good this team is. uh, But the idea that the Braves have never taken a lead in only two games this year and they've lost both of them, that was last night. Tied up, can't get ahead, tied up. I thought the Honeywell story was really good for you guys Mm. last night, who's a local kid. Uh, people forget, you know, with all the action, with Tatis out, with Soto there, with the Machado deal, uh, with everything else that's gone on, you forget that Josh Hader's only 29 years old. You know, I, I was telling people before this series started, you know, I know the, the conversation seems to be one guy who's not here and then look at all the studs and the payroll. Josh Hader, if he is close to being who he was just a couple of years ago, he could be like the most important piece that's the fifth or sixth guy talked about on this team. So that'll tell you how good you guys actually are and how deep you guys actually are. Yeah, it's a great point, Chris. It's something I talked about on the postgame show last night. The fact that Josh Hader appears to have picked up right where he left off in the postseason last year, a really, really big deal for this Padres team. Chris Domino joining us from the Braves Radio Network. Chris, as always, thanks so much. Appreciate the time and enjoy the final two games of this series. Yeah, hopefully it starts on time, close to on time. If not, uh, I know about the rain delay show, so good luck if it happens. Hopefully we can uh, get the tarp off the field a little bit sooner instead of later in this game to get started.